Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, your master certified coach and midlife mentor. And I'm so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode. And you know what? Today we're talking about eight strategies for more gratitude in midlife. Such a great topic. And there's eight of them. (laughs) So good. Anyway, I love talking about gratitude because it's something that's research-based and actually strongly associated with helping you feel happier. But before we dive in, this episode is proudly sponsored by something new and exciting. It's called the Women in the Middle Academy. So ask yourself this, do you want to get unstuck, get clear, and finally feel free? Who wouldn't? (laughs) Well, listen up, because this new six-month coaching program just may have your name all over it especially if you're tired of settling for a life where you always feel like something's missing. Is this you? That's totally how I felt. Do you feel like unclear, maybe unsatisfied, and like the end of your life is creeping up on you? You are not alone. Your next chapter doesn't have to be that way. You can build a life that gets you excited to get out of bed every day, One where you're clear and feel passionate about what you're doing and having fun. I like to say that the Women in the Middle Academy is all about coaching, community, creativity, and connection. You'll gain insight and know what you want, so you really can be free to be you at last. Did you hear it? I can't get the Free to Be You and Me song that we grew up with out of my mind now. (laughs) I've been humming it for days ever since I really started to think that that's what we're talking about. You being finally free to be you. So many of us feel trapped and like we haven't, you know, made that declaration of independence until now, or at least we're trying to. Are you trying to? It's very hard to change how you've been thinking and feeling and what you've been doing for the last couple of decades. So that's what this program is all about. Seriously, you will learn how to finally get unstuck, get clear, and like I said, be free to finally be you, which is aligned with what you want in your life on purpose. So head over to www.womeninthemiddleacademy.com for more information about how you can join us. Okay, and I think I took off that noisy bracelet that you may have heard. <laughs> so I think we're ready to roll. So let's talk about gratitude. It's always great to start with a definition. So here is a basic one. Gratitude is the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for, and to return kindness. There's a lot of research to back up why gratitude matters. I'm not going to go into the research here in this episode, but if you're interested, I would love to recommend a podcast called The Happiness Lab with Dr. Lori Santos. It's awesome, and specifically, episode two is called Grateful Expectations and is all about the research and power of gratitude. 
So I'm just going to ask you to believe me when I say there's a lot of compelling research to support why you should care about creating more gratitude in your life. In the nutshell, it helps you feel more positive emotions and is associated with greater happiness in your life. Let, just let me repeat that. Greater happiness in your life. Who doesn't want that? <laughs> Gratitude can help you feel happier and can also improve your health in many ways. So I wanted to share some ideas about how you can get busy with cultivating more gratitude on purpose. That's the thing. You know it's a good idea. You've seen gratitude journals all over the place. But do you know what to do? what you can actually do right away to get you on the path to being more actively pursuing and developing the skill of being grateful. Do you know? Well, it doesn't matter if you know or not because I'm going to help you. And there's a prize at stake. I want you to be inspired in this episode and actually tell me what you're going to do and why. I've set up a voice messaging app, so all you have to do is go to https colon slash slash bitly do you know the bitly uh, links it's bit dot ly forward slash feedback to Susie. let me repeat that it's https colon slash slash bit dot ly forward slash feedback to Susie, and leave me a message now you know this is going to be in the show notes so you don't have to remember that weird link if you're like walking the dog or something. <laughs> so don't worry about it. But answer the question, what have you been inspired to do to cultivate more gratitude and why? That's it. So what today have you been inspired to do to get more gratitude in your life and why? And I'm going to choose a winner at random. And the prize is going to be my favorite gratitude journal, which is called Good Days Start With Gratitude Journal. And it's by Pretty Simple Books. Pretty Simple Books. Okay, so here are eight great strategies to cultivate more gratitude in your life. Strategy number one is no surprise, journal every day. Write three good things that you're grateful for. Now this sounds simple enough, right? What I love about this little journal is the way it's laid out. It's just super easy to use and you don't feel bad if you don't do it every day, the way it's all lined up. But it's just really easy to use and easy to track. Plus the quotes are great. And I'll start to get you going, but I want you to start thinking about this too. So I'm thankful for, one, my health and my family's health. Two, that I share my life with my dog and my parrot. And three, that I have a ravine in my backyard full of animal life and birds. Okay, I could do without the occasional coyotes. And I did interrupt some kind of a hawk preying on the birds in my bird fountain last week. Thank God I startled him. And the hawk flew away. And then a few minutes later, this little bird flew past me at a weird angle. So I figured out, oh my God, that was going down right here, right in front of me. <laughs> so I was really glad I startled them. Um, I guess that little bird was stunned because it took him a few minutes. But while I was filling up the bird fountain again, he regained his strength and he flew away. But in general, even with those weird things going on in my backyard, I just love the ravine and I am so grateful for it. So there's some of my ideas. Now, how about you? Can you think of three? Can you imagine making a commitment to this journaling practice? 
Okay, remember I mentioned that I really enjoy the quotes from this particular gratitude journal? I'm going to share one quote between each of these eight strategies to practice so that you can create more gratitude. So here we go. Robert Brault shares, and I quote, enjoy the little things for one day you may look back and realize that they were the big things. Wow, love this quote. So simple, so true. Just think about it. What are the little things in your life that you dismiss that could be exactly what this quote is speaking to? Baking cookies with your kid, going for a walk without pain in your hip, your knees, your feet, that kind of thing, right? So really think about that. Okay, strategy number two, thank people. Here's what I mean. There's a few ways to do this. First, you can write personal notes thanking people. Now, I bet you were taught to do this when you were a kid, but it's not as common these days. I love getting an actual letter or a thank you note or a card in the mail. It is just so meaningful. I don't know about you, but did you used to write those letters at Christmas or New Year's? You know, the newsletters where you'd kind of talk about everything you did over the year. And I used to get a pile of those and I used to also send them. And last year I got zero and the year, no, I got one. I got one. That's it. It dwindled down. There were four and then there were two. And then last year there was just the one. And I stopped doing it about two years ago too. That's just one example but I'm sure that most of the things in your mail, bills and like flyers for the grocery store (laughs) and window replacement, that's about it. So it really is meaningful. And it's not just any card. It's you writing something to actually thank somebody. So you could get started right away. When's the last time you bought a beautiful box of note cards? I love that almost as much as I love buying journals. (laughs) Do you love note cards? I love paper, so it's just something I get excited about. Anyway, you can actually go and check out some note cards or buy them online and then put a note in your calendar to thank somebody that you want to thank, but actually put it in your calendar to increase the likelihood that you're going to remember to do it. So it could be somebody from your past, like an old teacher or a coach or a note to a friend that you haven't spoken to a while. In a while, maybe somebody who's moved. It means so much and it's good for you. You can also thank people online. Now, as you know, this is often a lot easier. It's just a quick text or message, no stamp needed. You don't need to drive the card around in your car for a week before you remember to put it in the mailbox. (laughs) There's a lot of obstacles that come up with mailing things these days. So you could do it online. It's another option and the way you do it shouldn't get in the way. The important thing is that you remember to do it. And one more option, you can even just think about people and appreciate them and be thankful for them in your mind and in your heart. So creating that pause and taking the time to just be thankful, to think thankful thoughts about somebody that you care about or somebody that you're remembering fondly, so good. So however you express it, it's a great idea. Okay, and now a beautiful quote to get you thinking. Willie Nelson says, when I started counting my blessings, my whole life turned around. So good. I wonder what stories are behind that quote and I wonder what's coming up for you. Strategy three, more appreciation of celebration. The thing is, 
that it's not hard to be thankful for opportunities to celebrate. Like if you're at a 50th birthday party or or an anniversary or retirement party, easy to celebrate. But can you go deeper than that? Can you be in the moment and amplify your gratitude? You know, for being together, for the food, for the conversations, for the beauty, for the ambiance, the music, for example, all those things. And what about amplifying the celebration of the mundane, your daily life, the normal, everyday things that are full of awe and wonder? I'm talking about your garden, your washing machine, your technology. Who wasn't thankful for technology during the pandemic and the lockdowns, right? Oh my God, so much better and easier to pass time and stay connected than it was in the 1918 pandemic. (laughs) I was always thinking about that. They didn't have Netflix. They couldn't chit-chat on Zoom. (laughs) So different. And I have to say, Instacart is something I'm pretty thankful for these days. I'm just saying. I love Instacart. Okay, our next quote is by Oprah Winfrey. Oprah says, be thankful for what you have. You'll end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you'll never have enough. So good. Strategy number four, positives on purpose. What I mean by this is that it's a great idea to look for positive aspects of things on purpose with full intention. So it's easy to be thankful for the obvious things, positive things, good things. But what about when you challenge yourself to be thankful for, you know, something related to a negative thing? That's when you may have to really push yourself to bring more gratitude in your life. I'm thinking about a huge $40,000 flood that we had in our house about the time of the Katrina hurricane. Our crawl space in the basement filled up with about nine inches of water and everything floated and tipped and was ruined. And when I realized the extent of the problem, it was a huge space down there, so much stuff. I began to freak out because there was something very special in that room. Something that I don't think I had quite enough gratitude for until that moment because it was a hundred years of Rosenstein family photos and my grandmother's archaic stamp collection from the early 1900s, some stamps from the 1800s. My father's original adoption papers were in that plastic bin. All kinds of memorabilia was in a couple of plastic bins way back in the corner on the left of that room. I couldn't get through all the toppled stuff fast enough to check out that corner. And to my shock and awe, they were the only containers that were not tipped over in that mess. Now, let's just savor that moment collectively for a second, okay? (laughs) It felt like a miracle, and I was so thankful. So yes, we had a lot of damage from the flood. It was a massive amount of work, a huge mess. But oh, how I embraced gratitude in that moment. Unbelievable. I'll never forget it. And I felt like my grandma Ethel was just like looking over my shoulder, protecting all of that for the family years to come, right? Like it's really something so special. So I encourage you to look for the positive sometimes on purpose, even when it's something negative going on. Okay. Now a quote, Robert Holden shares, the real gift of gratitude is that the more grateful you are, the more present you become. Ooh, 
so good. The real gift of gratitude is the more grateful you are, the more present you become. So, so good. All right, zooming into strategy number five. You're going to love this one. Thank yourself. Yes, you got that one right. You got to thank yourself when you've had your own back or perhaps taken care of yourself the way that you promised yourself you would. Maybe you're on track with a goal or you've done something really hard, like read a book. (laughs) You don't know how many women tell me they feel it's too indulgent to sit down and read a book because it's not productive enough. Do you think that? That's that one drives me crazy, but I know so many of us are guilty of that. No, I know there are a lot of harder things to do, but this counts too. <laughs> so really take the opportunity to thank yourself for having your own back. So another quote, Mary Davis says, through the eyes of gratitude, everything's a miracle. Through the eyes of gratitude, everything is a miracle. So good. Strategy number six, remember how far you've come. I love this little reminder. This is a great thing to be grateful for. You've come a long way, baby. You really have. It hasn't been easy. I know that story or situation you're thinking about right now speaks volumes. You wouldn't wish this stuff on your kids or anyone you love. That's for sure. Now, the story that comes up for me was about my dire financial straits when I finished grad school. And I was so scared about this situation because I had nothing. (laughs) I got a job in downtown Toronto, which was definitely something to celebrate. But I was living about an hour from Toronto in a town called Guelph. And it seemed really scary to move to the big city and to drive in the city. I was nervous about all that stuff. And like I said, I was so broke, like down to nothing. I am not exaggerating. And in addition, um, I had grad school debt too. So I had student loans and I had nothing, but I had a job. So that was good. And I had a cat and I had a car. (laughs) So I was feeling pretty good about those things. But like I said, I, I was stuck because I had to line up an apartment I had to buy some professional clothes. You know, back then, Birkenstocks, well, people are wearing Birkenstocks now, but Birkenstocks were not going to cut it when you're not working at home. And this particular job I had where it was appropriate to wear suits. So anyway, I had no money and I had to move and I needed to borrow some for first and last month's rent. Now, this was back in 1989. um, So the rents were a lot less than they are now. But like I said, I had nothing. I don't know if I told this story before, but when I was applying to grad school, so this was three years before this incident that I'm talking about now, I was so broke and I needed to send out all my grad school applications with copies of my thesis. This was before we could just send attachments on email. It was snail mail. And I remember that I had to break into my antique gumball machine (laughs) that only took nickels to come up with money for postage to mail all these grad school applications. And I ended up finding 30 or $40 in there. And that's what helped me at that moment in time. So, you know, some of us, (laughs) I have a feeling you're relating to this. We had some, we had some tough times. Anyway, I was very grateful. I borrowed $500 from one friend and $500 from another friend. 
And that got me started. I had friends who had a horse trailer with hay on the bottom in Guelph, and they moved me to my new home, like I said, an hour away in the beaches area of Toronto. So I started my job. So I have my student loans, and now I owed my friends $1,000, <laughs> 500 each. Um, and I started the job, and I looked okay because I wasn't wearing Birkenstocks, but I had no money for food while I was waiting for my first paycheck. So I borrowed $200 from the credit union at my new job. And there you go. That's how I started my professional life. I've come a long way, baby. And like I said, it wasn't easy. And I'm extremely thankful for all of this experience, these amazing friends, the growth, and the opportunities that I created for myself. So how about you? How far have you come? And are you grateful? I bet you are. Now, this next quote comes from John Wooden, and he says, things turn out best for people who make the best of the way things turn out. Nice one. It really speaks to the way you think about your circumstances, and that is all optional. Now we're at strategy number seven, keep gratitude top of mind. That means you have to remind yourself. We have to remind ourselves of all kinds of stuff these days. Sticky notes everywhere, phone reminders, alarms, all of it. You have to decide what actions you want to take and specifically think about what might get in your way to carry them out. So one of my favorite reminders for this sort of goal planning is your good old vision board. Why not make a gratitude vision board chock full of ideas that you want to do on purpose? Then use the vision board as your visual cue to do the things you're committing to doing. I've written several blogs and have done several episodes on how to make a vision board that really works, and I'll put those links in the show notes for sure. But what I really love about vision boards is that they are visual cues. And the mistake that so many people make about a vision board is they end up tucking the vision board away where you can't see it. So you got to make this vision board and the ideas for a gratitude vision board and put it somewhere that you're going to see it so that you can be reminded. Not under your bed, not behind a closet, not rolled up in a corner somewhere, but put it somewhere that you can see it so that you can remember the things that you want to do. Now, another quote, this one comes from Tony Robbins, who says, change your expectation for appreciation and the world changes instantly. Whoa, let me repeat. Don't rush this one. Change your expectation for appreciation and the world changes instantly. Wow. And that doozy of a quote brings us to strategy number eight, radical amazement. Now, radical amazement is a concept I learned years ago when my kids went to the Toronto Heschel School. Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel has a really famous quote that goes like this. Our goal should be to live life in radical amazement. Get up in the morning and look at the world in a way that takes nothing for granted Everything is phenomenal. Everything is incredible. Never treat life casually. To be spiritual is to be amazed. What a beautiful quote. Now, 
I have done a whole episode on radical amazement in the early days of the podcast episode, and I will put that in the show notes. It is episode 11 called How to Find More Awe and Wonder in Your Life, and it introduces the concept of radical amazement and why it's important for women in the middle. Now, this quote um, about living your life in radical amazement, it really speaks to this idea of awe and wonder that I mentioned very briefly earlier in this episode. So when you have more awe and wonder, it's pretty easy to be more thankful for the things and the people that you have awe and wonder about. It makes perfect sense because you're, you're really in a sense of awe, radical amazement. So for example, I'm beside myself with joy and appreciation for some things in my life. And I'll tell you about a couple of them. And each of these examples are loaded with awe and wonder. I appreciate the window I have in my office so that I can watch and hear the birds. I'm fascinated with my solar bird fountain that you may have heard me talk about before and how all of the different bird species bathe together. It is so entertaining and joyful. And I have to say, I was really surprised by that. It's like a party in there. (laughs) There's so many different bird species and it's not a thing. Nobody cares. And it's, it's so much fun to watch. I also appreciate my weighted blanket. It's one of my favorite things. Like I appreciate it oh so much. What the heck? How can this thing change my sleeping experience so much? It's amazing to me. I don't really understand it. You know, I get the concept, but wow, it it's so surprising. I was quite skeptical and I love this thing. I have two. <laughs> And one more thing, I'm thankful for my mini orchids on the kitchen windowsill that are blooming right now. They are so weird and wonderful, these orchids. Like, don't you think they're weird and wonderful little plants? They don't have much soil. They shoot off these weird dead looking appendages and then truly gorgeous blossoms, like so beautiful when they bloom. I love it. I've taken hundreds and hundreds of pictures of my flowers and these particular orchids with my macro lens. It's just ah, amazing. (laughs) So everyday mundane is great, but there's always more to it when you use your, your lens of radical amazement to find even more gratitude in your life. Be more curious, allow yourself to be amazed, and just so many more good things can come from that sort of approach. So there you have it, eight simple strategies to help you cultivate gratitude in midlife. Journal every day, thank people, have more appreciation of celebration, have positives on purpose, like look for positives on purpose, thank yourself, remember how far you've come, keep gratitude top of mind, and enjoy radical amazement. There are a lot of amazing ideas here, and I'm sure your head is spinning with what you're planning to incorporate. I can't wait to hear more. And there's a prize at stake. Remember, I want you to be inspired in this episode and actually tell me what you're going to do and why. So that voice messaging app is all ready and waiting for you. Just go to that bit.ly link I mentioned, which is in the show notes, https colon slash slash bit dot lee forward slash feedback to Susie and leave me a message. I can't wait to hear them. 
So answer the question, what have you been inspired to do to cultivate more gratitude and why? I'm going to choose a winner at random, and the prize is my favorite gratitude journal, which is called Good Days Start with Gratitude Journal by Pretty Simple Books. It is also where these quotes came from today. So have fun with it. Have fun leaving me the message, and I can't wait to hear from you. All right, that is it for this episode. As you know, my focus as a midlife coach is to help you waste less time spinning about feeling stuck. This really is what regret-proofing your life is all about. Remember, being the queen of your brain domain is the best way to be, and I am here to help. To check out the Women in the Middle Academy, my new six-month coaching program, where you can get unstuck, get clear, and finally feel free, just head over to www.womeninthemiddleacademy.com. For show notes and links, head over to www.coachwithsusie.com and click on the podcast tab for the notes to this episode. Let's do this, ladies. It's time for you to put yourself first, one thought at a time. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.